Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air with Sherry Huber. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Jen. We do have one announcement here before we get started. Okay. okay. Meditation is one of the most effective ways to train attention to be with present moment experience. Join Sangha for our virtual meditation groups, conference call meditation sessions that take place seven days a week. For more information about this and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And I guess with that, we're ready for callers. All right. There we go. First caller, you're now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. Hi, Sherry. It's Jodine in California. Hello, Jodine. Hi. Um, well, I'm calling to report back on some guidance. Um, but it was quite some time ago uh, because I've been unable to um, call into the show for almost a year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. I mean, we, we have the morning, you know, installment now, so I didn't feel as disconnected as, as I might, <laughs> but I did feel, you know, a little disconnected from Sangha. Uh-huh. And so what, what, was, what was stopping you, if I may ask? Um, I was seeing a, a couple's therapist with my husband. Uh-huh. Um, and okay. we couldn't we couldn't find another time. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Um, so um, so the last time um, that I called in, I got um, uh, I got the really interesting guidance from you that um, was about dealing with the physical issues that I deal with because I have had Parkinson's disease um, now for like 10 years, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, really hard to believe. Um, but, mm. um, I mean, it's my daily reality, so... Um, yeah, and uh, it's not exactly flown, has it? No, it hasn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of trench trenches. Um, at times, um, and so um, so what was what was coming kind of to the forefront uh, when I called was this um, that I have a tremor. Um, a lot of people with Parkinson's do, um, and it was um, getting to be more difficult to deal with, and especially it was it was disrupting my sitting practice. Um, <laughs> And so what we ended up getting to was, like, um, can you sit still with uh, not being able to sit still? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and, um, Talk and about Zen, huh? Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, um, so, um, so it's been a really, uh, it's been really rich. Um, I um, I went in a direction that was definitely not the way to go at first, um, which was like um, I found that I could um, 
like um, kind of get into a place of contracted awareness where the the tremor I don't know like wasn't connected to me or something like there was some kind of disconnect between my body and like what it was doing mm -hmm. um, and and that felt really awful <laughs> um, and so I'm like, okay, okay so wait 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 before we before we go on so you you got into a place where you felt disconnected from your body and the tremor. Right, right. And then you said that felt really awful. Right. What felt really awful about that? Um, it didn't happen that much before. Um, there's almost like a visual it was almost like I was like a fly on the wall looking at the human um, and I, I guess it was just like I had I had to set up a wall or something between between awareness and that and the human and it just I think that's what was awful I was like I I'm cut, okay. cutting now, myself off yeah. or something? I don't know. Okay. All right. So it, it, I, I don't know if this is possible because we're talking about something in the past, right? But yeah. my strongest sense about this is the experience that you had and the story about it don't really have much to do with each other. It, I, because yeah, I, It's hard to put words on it, yeah. Well, yeah, because it felt, I mean... Okay, so you're you are a fly on the wall. Uh, so I have uh, heard people not heard read people talk about an experience like that with pain, where they mm -hmm. they will they they experience themselves as outside their body, and so they don't they don't feel the pain. There mm -hmm. there's a distance between. Uh, the their sense the sense of themselves and the the physical pain so the physical pain is is not a problem because they don't feel it they don't experience it now for a lot of people uh that that would turn into a conversation about this is not okay there that's not right but why if you can have an experience of being distant enough from the body that the body is experiencing a tremor and you're not bothered by it, how, how could that be a problem? Mm. I guess I was just going on that, like when the bell would ring, I would just be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, like, it wasn't um, it, it wasn't really what I felt like I was going for. If that makes any sense. Well, it does, Jodine. It makes absolute perfect sense. Uh, but you know, I'm going to introduce my my uh, my favorite notion for people to consider, and that is that ego didn't like it. Oh, okay. Right, because. 
if you if you could do that, if you could have an experience of yourself as being distant enough from the body that what the body is experiencing was not a problem for you, then mm-hmm. <laughs> again, who would that be a problem for? Hmm. Okay. But it would be a big problem for ego because mm-hmm. probably the greatest source of torture in your life by ego has been your physical well-being or lack thereof. Oh, I see where you're going, yeah. And if I, if I can step away from it, then where, where does that leave ego? That's exactly right. So and and I'll tell you the, the the one of so one of my spiritual heroes had four cancer surgeries without any anesthesia. Mm. Now this this happened in 1950 and it was heavily documented, <laughs> right? So it's not like this happened in the 1600s and it's a rumor. There were there people alive today who were alive then, right? Mm. And um, and so. So this this kind of thing does happen. It is possible mm. for it to happen, but it is not in the realm of favorite activities for ego. So mm. it okay. just just basically, basically, if if you are if a person is in pain, say, we are heavily conditioned that this is a great big awful problem. Yeah. Right. You have to be miserable. You you need to do something about it. You need to find out what's wrong. You need to medicate it. You need to kill the pain. You need to do something not to have that experience. So if it were possible simply for you to turn your attention somewhere else and not have it focused on a conversation about about the pain and what's wrong with the pain, and and that were possible for you to do doesn't that seem like it would be a better direction? Better than... Other than being miserable, freaking out, and needing to uh, drug yourself. Oh, yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yet, that kind of thing... So, for instance, there's hypnosis, right? People can be hypnotized. And and when they're hypnotized, all sorts of things can happen. Wouldn't you think we'd go in that direction instead of uh, <laughs> so you know the what is the greatest danger of surgery? The anesthesia. Yeah. Well, if you could have surgery while hypnotized, would doesn't that seem like it would be a better way to go? Yeah. Yeah, but we don't go in that direction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is is any of this of interest to you, Jodine? Or oh no, yes, it is. I mean, there's there's so okay. many there's so many um, examples of you know modalities that um, that don't fit the the kind of say, pharmaceutical model, you know, for treating things right. that that never got any attention, although they really That's right. deserved it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Electric cars, electric vehicles have been around forever forever right but nobody was interested in them right yeah. because yeah so yeah so the, 
all of this to paint a picture of, I would really like you to be curious about what happened with you with that. Okay. Well, I mean, instead I of, really am now, yeah. Yeah, instead of just going with the story that you, that was presented to you, you know, what if, what if you can do that? What if you could be a fly on the wall? What if your attention and awareness can be so distant from your physical being that they're that they're they're not even related? So mm. let me make another point with this. Okay, I don't know if you were part of the anxiety project, but um, the the here's the <laughs> all right. Anxiety is a result of sensations in the body that have stories attached to them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's all that's going on. Now, I can, I can say that to a person, and a person can even have an experience of that and still be so afraid of being anxious, so afraid of what the voices tell them that they will not pursue the direction of ending anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. if you get it that sensations in the body don't mean anything, they don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Okay? The meaning is all added by the mind. The sensations in the body and the interpretation in the mind. The mind is not having the sensations. The mind is the labeling, the stories, the meaning. Yeah. Right? Yeah? So if if a person really gets that, then there would be no reason for them ever to feel fear or anxiety again. Mm-hmm. But people don't go in that direction. Or can't remember when, you know, the pedal hits the metal <laughs> that they've yeah. heard before. Yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. it is, whatever, yeah. that, whatever that is. Yeah, and so, of course, I'm constantly looking for the people who are curious, who will say, huh, you mean if I never thought about this stuff, it would never be a problem? Really? Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Well, yeah, it's possible because, you know, you, you remember... Um, I don't know, uh, you probably had a thousand uh, academic tests in your, in your <laughs> life, right? Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and can you worry about one of them now? No, because they're in the past. They're not, they're not, they're, they're not relevant. Now, you could, mm-hmm. you could listen to voices in your head and they could work you up into a date to worry about something, but it wouldn't be that. Mm-hmm. So if if you if that's the case then we can we can apply that we can apply that that principle okay so if I weren't worrying about this it wouldn't be a problem all those things I used to worry about are no longer a problem okay all the things I'm worried about now don't need to be a problem because mm-hmm. pretty soon they'll be over and they won't be a problem yeah are you going with me on this Jodine? Well, I'm I'm with you for sure, and my enneotype is is screaming. How can that be? 
because I'm worry is a big part of, of my anytype. So um and yeah, I know but, that's another but here's, story. That's exactly right. That's another yeah. story. Right. That's another right. story. So my enneotype is one of fear. What the hell does that even mean? Uh, it means I'm conditioned to be afraid, and then somebody came up with an explanation for that. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's not terminal. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. Right. It's, and, I mean, that's and, enough about the Enneagram is you can, you can get out of it, right? You can... Um, that's right. That's right. It. So in the same way, because what you're smart enough to know is fear is a story. Without thinking about something, you can't be afraid of it. You can't. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And so in yeah. the same way, that, that we're talking about with this. So if you are not engaged with the meaning that goes with all of this, you know, so there, there she is, she's meditating. She has a, she, she, can she sit still while having this tremor? There she is, she's doing it. And then she realizes, whoa, I'm doing this so well that I'm not even experiencing the tremor. I'm not having to sit still while having a tremor. I have to think about it in order to realize that I have a tremor. True? I think I had that experience a couple times, yeah. Yes, I think you did. I think you did. And so, again, the one that, you know, the familiar one that I like to refer to, you've got a sore uh, tooth, but it's Mm -hmm. not bothering you. And And the thought goes through. Is that tooth still sore? So you put your tongue on it. Ow! Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> That's the process, right? Right. But is, is the problem the tooth? Is the problem the sore? Is the problem the... Or is the problem the thought? Yeah, I absolutely in practice over and over see what you're saying. It's that yeah. your thoughts make the problems. Yeah. 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 So you just came up with quite on your own, right? You, I mean, I didn't tell you to be a fly on the wall and realize that you don't have to uh, suffer over having a tremor. I didn't, I didn't. I mean, I might have suggested that at some point in one of our conversations, but that you were on your own there, right? You were just practicing along. Sitting there, sitting there, and all of a sudden you realize, whoo, big distance, no, no, no problem. And the voice mm-hmm. comes in. Whew, God, I'm glad that's over. Why? <laughs> Why am I glad that an experience that I have been wishing I would have for 10 years, why would mm-hmm. I be glad that that would be over? And we start to see what is not on our side. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because anybody who cares about you would say, Oh, my God, Jodine, that is amazing. That's amazing. I wonder, if you, I wonder if you could do it again. I mean, what if you could do that all the time? 
What if you could teach right. other people to do that? What if that's a thing people can do? And the story, the story is what made me feel awful. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I certainly... It, it scared you. That. Right? Um, it scared you. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, of course, is always my big clue that it's ego. Mm-hmm. Because that's what ego does. It, right. it's, it's scare tactics. It's, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we're just primed to jump right yeah. on to, oh, that's right. Oh, no. Well, what do I do? What? Yeah. What? So I guess um, where I am now is I, I took a different um, tap or something, um, which ended up being more like uh, sitting, sitting in like expanded awareness where I was able to, you know, I was able to um, include the counting and the tremor, you know, in in everything that was going on, but there wasn't this, you know, there wasn't this obsessive focusing down on the tremor, like this is ruining my meditation or something. Um, but I haven't like cultivated that that experience again of of having this distance from it. So. Well, um, and you know, you so here here's. This is just, I don't want to say it yet, but you may never be able to have that experience again. Okay? Especially if you decide it's something you want to have. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, yeah. So I, uh, you know, I left my body uh, and realized I was floating around in the astral plane. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I saw that and and it was really terrifying, and so I jumped back in my body, and then I realized, wow, that thing, that was really cool. I mean, I did a little research, and people do that, and people really practice, and they try it. So then you decide you, you want to have that experience. It never happens again, right? So, right. so we don't want to we don't want to fall into that kind of trap. The main thing that I would encourage you to take from this is to to let the intelligence that animates you guide you so you sit there and you and you watch what drops in for you and you just notice it you watch what drops in and you notice it and let mm-hmm. yourself be guided to the experience uh, that is possible for you deeper and deeper and deeper you will go um, without needing to um, understand anything about it or figure anything out or be in charge of it or control anything or anything like that, but just to let yourself be guided through the process. Mm-hmm. And not to give any significance to when, it, when the period is over, I feel a certain way. That's right. You can notice it. Again, okay, you can so notice it. But you know, Jodine, the it is not surprising for uh, people to be relieved when meditation is over. Because people sure. are identified with ego, right? <laughs> right? So ego's over there going, Is it time? Is it time? What's the bell gonna ring? It, it, look look at your watch, look at your watch. I bet it's almost time. 
you know, I mean, what is that uh, other than ego resistance? So, you know, we don't we don't have to give that a whole lot of credence. Okay, great. I'm glad. And mm-hmm. since you since you brought it up and phrased it that way, um, it, losing interest in how we feel mm-hmm. is a really is a really good direction to go in. Yeah, because. How we feel is utterly conditioned, right? We, we, we have no idea how we would feel if we weren't trained like little seals uh, to feel this under these circumstances and this under this and be afraid of that and worried about that and anxious about that and excited about that and happy about that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just all, it's all programming. And so to lose it, to, to notice it, to, to be interested in it, while losing interest in it. Oh, is that so? Huh. Oh, are humans funny? Mm-hmm. Right. There's no... It's egos making the meaning. That's right. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That, so this time, you know, this time it, 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 it occurs to you, oh, I, I feel like I could just sit here forever. Okay. That doesn't make that a better meditation than the one where ego comes in and says, my God, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what's sitting and what chooses to sit has nothing to do with any of that nonsense. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. experience. That's right. That's right. And that's who you are. And that's what you're sitting with. And all the rest of it is just window dressing. Mm. Ego. Ego Ego-inspired window dressing. (laughs) (laughs) So you keep me posted, okay? Because uh, I I think those kinds of experiences are fascinating. And I suspect that if we weren't so conditioned to be afraid of everything, We'd be having them all the time. So, I don't know. We've known each other a long time, so you probably have heard me talk about this. But I was reading this thing where this this man, he was a grown man, um, and he talked about when he was a little kid, um, he, he would do two things. One, he'd be outside playing, and he would then levitate, basically, and look in the windows to see what his mother was doing. Okay? <laughs> And periodically, he would go visit his grandmother, who lived in another state. Mm. Okay? Now, those experiences were absolutely real to him. You, you know, you can imagine he got to the point where he stopped telling people those things, mm-hmm. except under particular circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. But little kids have those kinds of experiences all the time. All the time. They have right? no information that says it's not possible. That's exactly right. And so everything happens. And then we learn, no, that's not okay, and that doesn't happen, and it can't be that way, and if, if don't say those things. Right? So you can be a fly on the wall watching the human being sitting there in meditation. Okay? Good. Okay. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jodine. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) Good night.
Thanks for joining us, Jodine. You know, Sherry, I often hear us say at the end of an exchange on a radio show, well, that really kind of covered the bases, but that really covered the bases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we're told this kind of thing all the time by, by various people, right, that you know, we use, and I should have asked Jodine about this because she's the kind of stuff she knows, but, you know, we use less than 1% of our brain or, uh, you know, all this stuff that, that we're capable of, the amount of energy in the human body is enough to power, you know, three universes, or all this stuff. Um, and, and we hear it. I wish I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look those things up, Jen, and actually have statistics on it, so that I don't just come up with wild numbers that sound insane. But you know the kind of thing that I'm talking about, right? Yeah. That, and and these are not crazy people saying these things, right? These are scientific types who have really studied this stuff, and and we hear it, and we go, oh, yeah, yeah, and it just goes right past us. That yeah. no, no. This is. There's so much more available to us yeah. than than this conversation in the head about our limitations. And you know, as you say that, Cherry, what I saw is that it was it just this morning. You, know, you made the best comment. It was something like, "You can have nothing or everything." <laughs> and when we're here, we're plugged into the entire thing. And so when yeah. you were just talking about that, I saw how it is no wonder ego doesn't leave a tiny, the tiniest gap in that conversation. It has to be talking to us all the time about everything, all the time, everywhere, everywhere, all the time, everything. Or the tiniest right. gap will have access to the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly so. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, again, is one of those things that sounds crazy until you have the experience. Yeah. And then once you start to have the experience, you realize, yeah, that's exactly right. When there's spaciousness, there's, <laughs> you know, all, all the people who suggest that our, all of our problems come down to one thing, and that's thinking. Now, what do we worship as conditioned human beings? Thinking, right? It's what you want to do. You want to get all the education you can so that you'll be able to think all the best thoughts all the time. <laughs> That's what's really important, right? Yeah. And then, then you have the people who, who will point out that, yeah, thinking is what's really making you miserable. Yeah. Yeah, I just got it. It was in that conversation this morning the, with Julian where you were, he was saying, oh, I get it. When you say we can just drop it, you really mean we can just drop it and it's done yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. And then you're here where everything is where there aren't, in fact, any boundaries. There aren't. We, we think there are. <laughs> We're told that there are. But when you just, so I'm sitting here, uh, you know, with my, my arms out in the air, pointing out to you how there are no boundaries, right? It, as far it, it, as you can imagine, what, it, whatever you can see, whatever you think, whatever you feel, whatever you, whatever, there, there is nothing there is no boundary. There is nothing between you and everything until you think that there is. Yeah. Wow, it's so big. <laughs> it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, on that big note, we are going to break for good news. Well, okay. Sounds right. like fun. We'll be right back. See you later. Okay. Sounds good. Let me just get all the people properly muted and unmuted here. And I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Anna, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in the art recording and listening class as a facilitator. Welcome, Anna. Hi, Jen. Thank Hi. you so, so much for the invitation. Yeah, thanks for being here. Oh, uh, so, it's truly... Go ahead. It's truly... I was going to say, it's truly a thank you for the invitation to be here, right? Which oh. is... Part of what I wanted to talk about, about recording and listening facilitation, yeah. the gift of showing up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, well, truly, it was one of those things where, you know, we hear Sherry talk about how when she left the monastery where she trained, she knew she had to set up her life to have things to show up for, right? Mm -hmm. And with the recording and listening facilitation, this is something where I raised my hand to say, I'm available. Mm -hmm. And... Um, because I knew that I wanted to have something to show up for. I needed to have something to show up for. And it's the, you know, the doing for the love of others. May I just quickly so, there, Anna, say, please. It's, it's not as if, I'm just projecting here, that you're drinking lattes on the couch bored to tears and so, well, I might as well do this, right? This is a, okay, I'm willing to add this to an already pretty full life. Yes. Yeah, I want to <laughs> because, exactly. because I, I know that I am the first beneficiary and it's the gift of getting to do for the love of others what we might not be willing to do for ourselves, right? To have this, this time to show up where all of my attention is on being as present as I can possibly be. And that's it. Um, and truly, it's hard to put into words the gratitude for that, right? You know, it comes to the, the start of the first class and it's just like, oh, thank you. This is saving me, right? Um, so that's the first piece. And there's so much that we could talk about, about recording and listening training. I don't know if there were particular pieces of it that you wanted to highlight, Jen, or I no, can just... Not at all, but I just exactly what you were saying, which is that what's so, and I think we talked about this um, as facilitators of the RL training class, that it's so beautiful that the very act of showing up to do it and what you're describing is the process that's being taught in that class, that we're all training for in that class. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And what, um, the way it was occurring to me today was so there's this precious gift beyond anything we could imagine of being in a human incarnation. Mm. And then the most precious gift that I have as a human incarnation is the ability to direct the attention. Yep. Because, you know, um, as we say in practice, the quality of our life is determined by the focus of our attention. Yep. And... And, you know, the quality of my life is determined by my relationship with the human incarnation, I might say, right? Yeah. And, and all of that is the ability to direct the attention. Because if I don't have the skill of directing the attention, then attention is just 
at the mercy of all of those things we've been talking about tonight, right? The, the, the constant conversation about our limitations of something wrong, not enough. And so to have a, a tool as powerful as recording and listening to assist us with that is just, you know, again, it's like, it's like part of the gift of facilitating the recording and listening class is getting to be present to that right, the magnitude of this tool that we have. Yes, yes, yeah. It really is extraordinary. It was, as you were talking, I, I was reminded of another conversation from the morning show today where um, talking about recording and listening and people talking about how they get talked out of the piece of listening. And there was a conversation that I found so powerful around how that's, that's what we're trained. We're trained to basically to ignore ourselves and then feel ignored, you know, feel yeah. isolated, feel left out, feel unloved, feel, and then we're trained to seek that from, quote, someone else. Yeah. And that just as you were talking about that process of reporting, listening, the miracle that we can learn direct attention and that that attention can rest inward, essentially, on awareness. And that's a tremendous experience of feeling loved and belonging and, yes. and all of those things. Yep. Yes. 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 And I don't know about you, but part of what I love about the recording and listening training class is that it's like, it's like going to a gym, right? And you get the instructions you get very clear precise instructions for the exercise that you're going to do and you get to go and do it and then report back and then there are people you get to report back to who can hold up that mirror and say oh you know it sounds like you missed out that movement of the exercise right mm -hmm. it sounds like you missed out the, the movement of the listening right mm -hmm. so you get that um, you get that feedback you get that mirror <clears throat> as you're as you're practicing all of the exercises and all of the movements. Yeah, truly. And you get the inspiration of hearing your fellow classmates, you know, with what they're seeing with it. And yes. for me, there's always, every single time I participate in one of those classes, people say things that I think, oh, oh, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought yes. of recording yep. it that way or, right? Truly, truly. Yeah, what was occurring to me tonight was when Sherry talks about whenever there's an opportunity to end to attend a meditation orientation she will go because she always hears something new it's exactly like that with the recording and listening class yeah 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 well you know as we're talking about it and i'm realizing well we're gonna have to put the next one on the schedule <laughs> we're gonna right because it's just well, you know, it's first of all it's so fun to be in those classes with people who are encountering it for the first time because yeah. There's that freshness and, and just wonder of that it's this process that you've never, I mean, we're certainly never taught it sort of, you know, out there in the big world. Um, and so to have this process be brand new, but also that to have people come back to it and to do it again and again, just like people do used to do with the There's Nothing Wrong With You retreats, you know, yeah. get to do it over and over and over and go deeper mm -hmm. and deeper with that skill. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I see we are coming to the end of our time. So thank you so much for being with us this evening to talk about it. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, can't say thank you enough, truly. Yep. When the invitation came through, it was just like, okay, there's a note up on the board at the monastery saying, here's your assignment. <laughs> I just got to say yes. Yeah. And that process is so fun in itself. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Anna. Good All right. Take care. Bye-bye. And welcome back to Open Air. All right. Oh, hi there. Plenty. Hi there. We have plenty more callers. <laughs> so let's take our next caller. Next caller, you're now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Emily from Seattle. Hey, Emily. Hi. Um, well, I'm feeling a lot better after that first conversation about anxiety because I realized I needed a little anxiety refresher course. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've just been really spooked by something the last two weeks, Um, you know, after my sister got diagnosed with like leukemia five months ago and then my wife has stage three uterine cancer as mm-hmm. of a month ago and like the bad kind. Um, mm-hmm. And then I um, had to get a follow-up mammogram two weeks ago and, um, and then something showed up there that I have to get that was suspicious that I have to get a biopsy for tomorrow. And I just, um, I mean, I've been all over the place with that in the last, I mean, that's, that's taking up my attention right now. And it's, it's, it's not even happening. And it's creating the most fear for me. Like, this is the thing that's, I mean, there's plenty to be fearful about for real. And I mean, this, I don't know, it's just, I've been all over well, the place with it. And, yeah. Yeah. I, so one of the things that, uh, that I've noticed about uh, grief is that, um, that for myself, and I th- I, I've observed it in other people. I don't know if it's a universal, but so I would lose somebody that I love and grieve that loss. And then the next time I lost somebody that I loved, I would grieve both of them. Mm-hmm. And the next time, I would grieve all three of them. It's like it would just bring back, you know, make, make that the previous loss fresh again because I'm feeling all the same things, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. with this, I mean, there's your sister um, and, and you're, you're trying to take that in and you're just reeling from it and uh, just uh, the the effort to integrate something like that i mean how do you how do you where do you put that where do you, how do you make sense out of that where do you, i right? don't know and the, we're just living yeah. in denial over here <laughs> yeah right and then your wife right yeah and, and it's like no it, it, no, I, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not. I haven't been able to grok the fact that my sister has cancer. Right? I. Ah. Oh, uh, 
right? And then, then on the heels of that, I mean, not very long, right? Now it's you, okay? And it's true. There's no, there's no diagnosis. There's no, you know, I mean, it could be nothing. could be absolutely nothing. Probably right. will be absolutely nothing. However, but it could however, be from you're things. reeling. <laughs> That's right. Well, and you're reeling from trying to grasp these other things to take those yeah. in and make peace with them. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy would be probably a pretty good description. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was. Just wanting some guidance and like, well, how can I be with, I mean, how can I be with all of it? But just right now, I'm I'm just so ultra focused on like, okay, let's just, you know, get this out of the way. Let's find out what it is. And um, I, I've gone just back into just such horrible dread and um, yeah. Fear and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course. I don't know. And well, and Emily, I would say that's how you be with it. However, you are with it. So again, okay. I don't know <laughs> if you've heard me talk about this, but um, at at one point, I lost three people who were really close to me in a matter of months. Um, and a, a friend uh, who's also a, a Buddhist uh, said, um, okay, here's what you do. You, you just expect anything. Just mm-hmm. expect anything. However you are, whatever, you know, if you're in the middle of the grocery store and you start shrieking, that has to be okay. As, as I've said, you know, my specialty was losing keys. I mean, I lost keys until, mm-hmm. uh, you know, finally I just had sets, giant sets of keys, and I put them everywhere. So mm-hmm. to be to be in that place of you, you're not you. <laughs> you're not you're not the you you know, and you can't expect you to be the you you know, because you're you're a, you're a completely different person in a completely different reality. Now, it could be argued we are often okay, but not like this. Right, not like this. Yeah, I guess I was trying to figure something out. Like, is there a way I should be more prepared for the? You know, yes, I get. Yes, there is. Yes, yes, you should. Yes, you should. And the way to do that is to be more present with where you are. Oh. Not to like get prepared for. Okay, it could be this, so let me prepare. Nope. Or nope. get more accepting nope. because, of that. Because because could you have been prepared for what happened with your sister or with your wife? Could you have been prepared for that? How would you have prepared for that? Really? Yeah. You couldn't. Okay. Yeah, I can't prepare yeah. for it. You can't. I can it. by Except, being present. It, that's right. By being as unconditionally loving and accepting as you can possibly be. And again, for me, 
And, and this is something that I wish everybody would take into every moment of the rest of their lives, okay? Drop the standards. Because mm-hmm. you have no idea. We never have any idea, right? People, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're conditioned to go along as if tomorrow, today, right now, has something to do with yesterday. It doesn't. It doesn't. We can't learn anything from yesterday and we can't prepare for tomorrow. But we can be here right now with as much love and acceptance as possible. And as long as we're listening to ego conditioning about how we should be, having standards, comparing us, judging us, deciding, we're, we're just, it, it, suffering is inevitable. Well, don't I need to drop the, the fear and the, and no. the dread and the fear nope. and the stories? Nope. I'm just like I'm nope. making up all these superstitions. And... No, nope. no. Nope. What, what, what you, if you, if you want to practice, of course, it's recording and listening, right? Mm-hmm. So you let the person, and who can blame her for being afraid, for dreading? Mm-hmm. You know, come on. None of us is excited about a potential death sentence, right? We're just not. We're, it's not a part of our makeup, right? So, of course, she's afraid. Of course, she's afraid in every direction in her life. So let her talk to you. Let her say what's going on. Listen to her. Don't judge her. Don't criticize her. Don't try to fix her or change her. Just be with her. Because, Emily, what, what happens then with you, as you are with her, you are experiencing the unconditional love. You're feeling the acceptance. You're being embraced in presence. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's a good... That's a good practice. That's a good place to be. To you know, don't I sound at was... all convinced. <laughs> no, I I was doing some. Uh, I was doing some two-handed. Good. I felt yeah. like it was helping earlier today. Yes. yes. I just. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I was going to feel more like I don't know. I thought it was going to like be able to get out of this or that I would talk to you and you, I would you will be able you, to not you will. be so scared. You will, Emily. You will. You will. But it's going to take you stepping in to that place of courage and comfort for for the human being who is struggling so. It's like it, it's like when you're with your sister. Right? When you're with your sister, you're focused on her. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're focused you're focused on her. And and you want to be for her whatever she needs you to be. So she's scared. Mm-hmm. She wants to talk about whatever it is that's going on. You want to be there for her. Okay? Here comes your wife. <laughs> she she's scared. She's living in dread. She's right? She's got all this stuff going mm-hmm. on. And you want to be there for her. You you want to listen to her and support her and 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 let her feel completely loved and cared for and you're going to be there no matter what okay mm-hmm. well guess what emily needs the same thing and the emily who can do that 
is the Emily who shows up for the sister for the wife, okay, is going to show up for the Emily who is so afraid. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, the same process. It's just that you see you see you see those other people as other people. But you don't see that frightened Emily as another person, but she is another person. Yeah. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking about it too much, talking about it too much of like, well, that's it's right. not happening, this isn't really happening, it might not happen. I mean, no. That that's right. So what you were, what you were falling for is what we all fall for. How am I doing? You ask conditioned mind. You turn to ego, the voice in your head, and say, "Is this working? Am I doing the?" And the ego voice says, "No, it's not working." And then you feel frightened and overwhelmed and confused and hopeless. So don't don't ask that person. <laughs> don't ask that person. Not a real person. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, don't ever don't ever refer to that. That you you have you have three people in your life right now who are really struggling. Who are facing big big scary life situations. And you okay. have the ability to be there for all three of them. And that's okay. what will transform you. Okay, I've got that. That's, okay. that's good. I'm just going to yeah. stay with that. So, that's right. And so uh, let me know. If you forget, contact me. You know, where, you know how to get a hold of me. Okay. okay. If, if, you, if you forget and get talked into again of how it's somehow different for you because you should be able to and you need to figure, let me know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because you've got this. You've got it. You just, it's going to take everything you've got to practice it. For myself. For yourself. For For her. Let's talk about her. Okay. Actually, we could call her Little Emily, right? Because she's much younger than you are. She's much younger. She Mm -hmm. has way fewer skills, way way less life experience. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's helpful. Thank you. Take, take good care of yourself. Okay. They will. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Emily. Oh, Sherry, this is an archive to put a star by. Um, that was an <laughs> extraordinary conversation. Wow. Really helpful and beautiful. Well, um, and, you know, the, the thing is... Um, yeah, I, it's it's what um, it's true for all of us, right? It doesn't matter what our life's circumstances are. I mean, sometimes they're the the kind that Emily is facing right now, which is just a uh, what that old expression, drinking from a fire hose. The yeah. you know, it that's the kind of thing that people were pointing at. It's just so much. It's 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 just so much, and yet all of the same if you will, rules yes. apply for all of us all the time. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going. And to. we and we really want to take advantage yeah. of you know, we talk about these are the times that we practice for. Mm-hmm. And we really want to practice because those times are coming. They are. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it's so big. We do have time mm-hmm. for one caller, I think. All right, good. So let's take our next caller. You're now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, this is Lauren back here in Calaveras County. Hey, Lauren. Hey, so hey to both of you. Um, I, I, in the past, I heard you guys banty about pronouns, and for some reason, when I hear that, it just sends me right into the LGBTQ frame of mind. So I, I, you know, I hear you guys using pronouns. And then it hit me when I was listening to an article of uh, you and um, Ashwini that that my ego talks in pronouns. Is that true? Oh, say more. Say more. Well, it seems like, you know, it always says things like, you need to do this or you need to stop doing Exactly. And then the they pronoun. Anything that, yeah. any pronoun I feel in my head, that's ego then. And I can that's just right. float by. That's right. That's it. it. Yes. Yeah, I notice it because ego is, um, uses pronouns. That's right. <laughs> yes. Ego calls you, you. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's so fascinating, isn't it? Because what we're supposed to believe is that that voice talking in my head is me? I, I'm I'm talking, right? I'm thinking I'm thinking these thoughts, right? But it the logic of it begins to break down when we when we realize that wait a minute, I don't call me you, <laughs> right? I'm, that that's nuts. I I wouldn't do that. I I call me me. I I I call I I, right? And so what is that? That what is that that's talking to me that refers to me as if I'm another person? Right. Well, like we're friends. Yeah, and it's ego. And yeah. it does see me as another person. Mm-hmm. And we just see it as self-hate. That's right. Yes, because it's nasty to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It talks to you. It talks to you in a way that you would never allow somebody else in your life to talk to you ever. Absolutely not. And, and it talks <laughs> to you like, um, uh, you need to cut down on the food because you'll get fat. What? You're not eating. You're you're not going to stay healthy. So the dualistic right. plus dualistic messages are a dead giveaway too. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah, and it's yeah. almost like yeah. Before I can even form the thought, because it's pointing at me with a with a pronoun, I can let go of the thought because it's pointing at me. That's yes. it. Yes. That is it exactly. And it's why. So um, uh, I think when Jen started the show, she she had a uh, an announcement about the meditation group, and you know that how important meditation is. Meditation is critical. Why is meditation critical? Because what we're doing in meditation is turning attention around. Attention is trained to go outward, right? So I'm I'm doing this and looking at that and thinking, right? And so in meditation, we turn the attention around and we look at ourselves. We look at us. Right now, what we're really, what we're very, very aware of, is the mind. 
right? Now, we all assume, well, it's my mind, right? I think my, I mean, people are deeply convinced that this is the case. I think my thoughts, right? I do, I do my own thinking. No, you don't. No, yeah. n- no, you don't. And, the, and it's a quick trip to finding that out when we start watching what the mind is doing, right? Just as you say. It's just constantly pointing the finger at us, saying, you, this, you're, you're doing that wrong, you're doing that wrong, you should do that, you should do that, you shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? Constantly. But, We're not thinking our own thoughts. No, because our thoughts are just conditions. Responses. That's right. But That's right. This is Programming. Really, yeah. It's Programming. Really eye-opening for me. Just one more thing that I can watch go by. That's right. That's right, and, and the, the exciting part for me about that is, so there you are, you're watching it go by. Well, mm-hmm. what are you? What are you then? The watching. You're not, you're not it. You're not that. You're uh-huh. not that program. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm, watching, I'm not watching the program. I'm watching the program flow by. That's we'll exactly it, right. Let go. That's right. That's right. And, and that is all the proof that we need that we are not ego. We are not that program. We are the awareness that can be aware of it. So once you realize, this is back to a conversation I had with Jodine, right? Once you're aware that you are the awareness, mm-hmm. you're not that ego program, then why, do you, why would you want to be involved with that ego program? Well, I, you wouldn't. It got, it's a habit. It's a habit, right? But it's a habit we're breaking. That's right. And it's sneaking yep. in every little bit of, that I can get and make it not sneaky, make it easier That's to right. recognize, such as the pronouns. That's it. That's it. And what I hear in you, now I could be just projecting and making this up, but I hear excitement, right? You, True. You, yeah. <laughs> you're on the hunt. Right. Yeah. So instead of, you know, I'm going to cower in the corner and, and try to be good so that that mean voice won't beat me up any longer, it's like, oh, no, <laughs> we're not playing that game any longer. I'm I, coming after you, sucker. Yeah. You guys mm-hmm. provided me all kinds of help. I really appreciate that. Well, well, thank you. It's, it's lovely to be doing this together, isn't it? I think so, yes. Yes, I think so. Hey, uh, are we going to see you this summer? Well, I'm just waiting to be asked. No, you don't have to be wait to be asked. I've We're doing the summer it. of Sangha. I know. I already found a place uh, in oh. and I could practically oh. walk to wherever Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Good. All right. Good. I, I'm just, I, I was, it was okay whatever way, but I got the place in case it was a yes. Oh, it's a yes. Oh, it's definitely a yes. Come on. Okay. Cool. See you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Lauren. Sherry? Our old neighbor. Old neighbor, and how fun coming to the Summer of Sangha. I mean, it's getting real, as you know. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We were... We were painting two-by-fours today. That's as real as it gets. Yeah, and, and that was only one of many things we were working on today. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's so exciting. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, thank you. It's going to be a party. Beautiful show, Jerry. That was thank you. Thank you, Jan. And thank you, everybody. Go happy, please. Take good care of yourselves. See you soon. Go happy. Go happy. <laughs>